my wonderful friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita. I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. This is the program where you can be part of it and uh, you just need to send us a message, a text message on the number uh, which probably by now if you are a regular listener you may um, know this number but if you just tune in this is the number where you can send a text and be part of this program. Send us uh, your questions or a thought or something in regard to the topic we are going to discuss today. The number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Now on that number also you can uh, request the offer which we we are um, also about to give a free book today. Wonderful book. Uh, and just uh, stay with us. Don't go anywhere because that will come a little bit later. We coming towards uh, the end of the those three beautiful chapters in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, chapter six, and seven, where we could look at some amazing teachings uh, from Jesus Christ, our Lord, and uh, the topic under which we presented this uh, these programs is personal spirituality and the radical teachings of Jesus and indeed sometime some of those teachings were looked upon as very radical particularly for the people who um, consider themselves that they know the the scriptures the rabbis you know and the pharisees and all those teachers now we are more privileged today to be able to open the Bible, to look ourselves and compare it in different translations and look to the original text and so on and so forth. How blessed we are to be able to read the Word of God. And I hope that you do that. You have a habit in your own life to read the Word of God daily because it's a spiritual food. As you may know, it's very hard to go without food for a day or two. That's exactly what it is for our spiritual life. If we miss out on the Word of God, then we'll start to uh, function a little bit uh, more difficult in terms of spirituality. But uh, it's really good uh, that you are able to tune in with us uh, today because uh, this will be a really good uh, program to to conclude with some of the thoughts from uh, uh, from the teachings on the Mount of blessings and uh, we're looking forward for that i would like to welcome david lima from family voice australia to our program today good to see you david again thank you nick it's a pleasure to be broadcasting with you once again straight into the subject yes the word critical mm. what does it mean yeah it's a word that has both positive and negative connotations because we value the restaurant critic we value the art critic. We value those who adjudicate. And all of that requires 
penetrating acumen so that we can look at the problem, understand the situation, and make a judgment. The, the Bible says that the spiritual man makes judgment about all things. So a certain concept of criticism is really a good thing. Mm-hmm. And the Bible also says that we should test everything, and that means that we've got to apply critical analysis. Mm. But I understand, Nick, what you're getting at. You're really talking about what we call a critical spirit. And that is taking the analysis in one of two ways. When you analyze the situation, you can then think about how to encourage, how to exhort, how to commend, Mm -hmm. or you can start to point the finger. And uh, as people love to point out, when you point the finger at someone, there are three fingers pointing back, so we need to be very careful. But what it really boils down to is that when we understand the truth – And the devil understands the truth. Let's get this straight. Yes. When we understand the truth, we can respond in an accusing manner, and the devil's called the accuser, Mm -hmm. or we could respond like the Holy Spirit responds, that still small voice gently guiding us and gently leading us to take the right pathway. All right. That's very good, uh, David. Now, if we assess uh, something, it's not right. Mm -hmm. Do we always have to confront the problem? No, we don't. If it's a significant matter, especially when people are being harmed, children are being harmed, uh, or there's a a serious issue at hand, yes, we've got to speak up. But when it just concerns me, Nick, if someone says something to me and, okay, life goes on, but it still hurts my feelings, I have the power to excuse what they have done. A prudent man overlooks an insult, as we read in the book of Proverbs, Mm, mm. and Sometimes it's better to let that go through to the keeper, if I can use a cricket metaphor. Mm. So when the love of Christ is filling our hearts, we know that we're going to offend each other. But why make an issue over small things? Um, The Apostle Paul says, for example, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. So if you and I were to have an argument about what to eat and what to drink, we're not really understanding the truth. Mm. Okay, it's, it's it's a question. And yes, we need to be careful what we put into our bodies. But there's no point in breaking fellowship over over minor issues. Uh, for example, a, a current current topic is halal meat. So the question of halal meat is a relevant matter at the moment because some Christians may be concerned whether they should eat meat that's been offered in Islamic practice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for some it's an issue and for some it isn't. And I think it's a mistake for us to break fellowship over such a question. We need to give people freedom of conscience in the matter. And Paul's speaking about what to eat. He says, keep the matter to yourself. If you've got an issue, keep the matter to yourself. So instead of us just jumping in with our pure doctrine, as we, are, as we might understand it, mm. uh, and we have to be so careful that we're not being presumptuous, just because I think something's right doesn't really mean that it's right. It's mm. going to be tested with others, and the consensus around issues such as eating and drinking is, as Paul says, keep the matter to yourself. However, if the matter is uh, a much more important one, then we do have to speak. But we don't have to speak even then with a critical spirit, which is a, a bad attitude, where I'm saying, Nick, you're a fool, you need to listen to me. No, the right attitude is to get alongside you to love you and to earn the right to speak by having firstly loved you and then say, look, Nick, I, I just want to raise this gently with you. There's this matter I've been praying about. And Have you thought about doing things differently? 
So that attitude of, of coaching and of encouraging, Paul writing to his people says, I was a father among you, encouraging, comforting, and urging. It's such a beautiful phrase he uses. I was like a father to you, encouraging, comforting, and urging. Mm. So instead of that critical spirit, let's have that notion of coaching and commending and exhorting each other towards good deeds. You said something very important there. Even if it's true, you should use a different uh, approach yes. because you can do more harm can. Uh, by um, even uplifting the a very important matter. Exactly. True uh, matter. And I know... Uh, Jesus himself, he was not answering sometime to the questions which yeah. he was uh, asked. Uh, he kept quiet, yes. but he spoke also yes. when was necessarily. Now, just uh, um, the last question I like to ask you today, David, is how can we learn to stop criticism? Yeah, well, we need to recognize the heights from which we have fallen. Uh, all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. So. You and I are no better than anyone else, and we ought to remember that every day. That keeps us humble. When we're grateful to God that he has forgiven our sins, we're less likely to point out the faults in everyone else. Mm. We're concerned to think about the log in our own eye than the, the mite or the speck in our brother's eye. So focusing on our gratitude to God, I think, is very helpful uh, in causing us to take a different approach Certainly, Nick, as a young man, I was a very critical person and people didn't really like me mm. because of that. And I've learned, I've matured over the years to make sure to love people, make sure to be tender with them. And if I think that I understand things better than them, or I, well, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but if I'm going to persuade anyone, I'm going to do it through gentleness and through encouragement, not through berating people and Bible bashing them. So I think that's a very important approach. Again, I quote Paul, who as a father encouraging, comforting, and urging. Now, Paul was a great persecutor of the church. He had much to be sorrowful about. And all of us really are in that same situation. When we consider how much God has done for us by sending Jesus to be our Savior and Lord, then we, we've got no leg to stand on, in a sense. Mm. And, and we just need to encourage others to receive the same gift of salvation that we enjoy. And definitely, David, I can testify to that, that you are using gentleness to even approach me sometime with my shortcomings. <laughs> um, thank you for coming with us, uh, David, today. May God bless you. And as you continue to share uh, the good news with people, uh, to be able to grow and maturely reach out to Amen. people. Amen. Listen to Faith FM anytime, anywhere with the free Faith FM app. Available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store. And this is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. As you now... Um, uh, maybe get used to uh, Fridays to to have Tracy with us. Good to have you with us, Tracy. Thanks, Nick. Hi, and hi to all the listeners again. Now, as uh, we mentioned also through the um, little ad, uh, we're inviting people uh, in case if they have a bit of a scratchy reception, you know, to um, have our um, Faith FM app on their uh, mobile phone, and you can listen wherever you are, you know, if you have internet. Uh, but also, if you are uh, driving or if you are listening to a transistor, um, try, uh, particularly I'm saying this for Adelaide because we are broadcasting from Adelaide. 
not only on 88.0 FM, but try 87.8 also, because in the northern suburbs and southern suburbs, uh, you can listen to that. In case if uh, you you run into some um, uh, blank spots there, um, do that. Uh, Tracy, today we are talking about life without a critical spirit. Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as David mentioned a bit earlier, you know, it's very important uh, how you approach uh, matters in life. Absolutely. And it's so easy to be critical uh, today. It's so easy to fall into that temptation of having that negative approach all the time to be critical of whatever happens uh, around us. Um, now, when I'm saying that, because we are looking, you know, particularly uh, in the Gospel of, uh, of Matthew, you know, chapter 5, 6, 7, and we learn that about the Beatitudes, you know, and um, some of the teachings and, and radical teachings of Jesus Christ. And um, just early uh, in our uh, programs uh, during this week, um, Joseph and Will, they did a very good job on a topic like uh, uh, why does Christ uh, criticize public philanthropy? For example, or uh, the next uh, one was, why does Christ cri- uh, criticize public prayer and fasting? Because he was referring to the uh, Pharisees, you know, and for the leaders of the church, how hypocrites they were doing things, you know, in public, uh, one thing and being somebody else. Now, obviously, this is not a contradiction here. Uh, when we're talking about that Jesus really uh, pointed out to the wrongdoings and to the mistakes of people. Now, also we can do that. Doesn't mean that we need to, uh, to have a, a, a close eye for everything what goes around, you know, and let it go. You know, just say, oh, I don't want to be, um, uh, to feel like that I'm a, uh, I have a critical spirit. Well, Jesus came, didn't he, to, to interpret well the scriptures because the scriptures had been a bit distorted. Mm, so, mm. yeah, that's what we hope we do today too is we interpret well for the listeners. All right. Tracy, help me here. What do you mean when you say uh, a critical spirit? Well, David talked about a little bit in, in his section, um, but I think I would say you know when somebody's got a critical spirit. You can almost feel it when somebody's coming at you with a critical spirit. You know, I would categorize it. It's that tendency towards seeing the negative, you know, complaining, uh, finding somebody to blame, playing the victim, refusing to take responsibility. It's that whole glass half empty type of view Mm. uh, where we're looking at all the things we don't have, all the things that don't go right, all the things that you've done to me that all of, all of this kind of, this kind of thing. Some people uh, just naturally have more difficult difficulty with it because they're born with traits that kind of um, at their extreme go that way. Mm. Um, They might also have an upbringing where, you know, um, there've been some, 
parents who have been had that kind of spirit True. and they've and they've grown up you know kind of we often take on traits of our parents here and there and they've mm-hmm. seen that that's kind of how um you how you bring things up if there's something you don't like and i also believe that you can get into a habit you almost get can get into a groove of being negative and critical and and I have an example of that. When I was living in Sydney, I was blessed to have a beautiful Italian couple living next to me. I was actually, we all said I was the adopted daughter. She already had five children. Mm. I was like the sixth. Um, so I got invited over to, to lunch and dinner all the time. And I was just grateful. And she was a great, great Italian mama cook. Mm. Uh, but her husband did not have a good word to say about it and I remember there was always this ritual that the food would be served he would dive in straight away and the first thing he would say is oh my goodness it's too hot mm-hmm. and it, it used to bother me in the end I used to say Giovanni just just wait and it won't be too hot anymore and I found myself deliberately I mean it was always good food but I found myself deliberately making a point of telling her how wonderful the food was because I thought this poor woman, she's lived in this marriage for so long and she's only been told what's bad. She's not wow. been told what's good, you know. I thought, how demoralising is that? Especially because I came from a family where my mother could have served a piece of cardboard on a plate and my dad would have turned around and said, oh, Judy, this is just so tasty, this cardboard that you put up tonight. You know, so it's a real contrast between... You know how you can lift up a person, or how you can um, bring bring somebody down. Yes. So the thing is, too, people who have this critical spirit—they're no fun to be around at all. You know, it's it's really draining being around somebody who's critical all the time. Yeah. You know, even if that criticism isn't directed at yourself, mm-hmm. it's just tiring to be listening it to to the whole time. And I think it's really interesting. Sometimes, you know. People with a critical spirit, they can end up, you know, um, with self-fulfilling prophecies. You know, mm. they s- start to look at things and say, "Oh, nobody cares about about me." When all that's happened is they've really wrung all of the joy out of the relationships that they've got with friends, and and friends have had to limit their time with them in order order to in inverted commas, save themselves because you can get caught up in that negative vortex that yes. some people can have. You know, there, there's nothing good that comes out of having a critical spirit. Yes. So, yeah, avoid it like the plague. That's so true. That's so true what you just uh, said, um, Tracy. And, you know, I just remember that we have a giveaway when we mentioned to our listeners that uh, they can have a free book in their hands. Uh, what's the book which we are giving away today? Yeah, can you really, share with us? It's really appropriate, Nick, because we're talking about the Beatitudes and, and what Jesus had to teach about. And, and it all comes from that Sermon on the Mount. And the book that we have have to give away today is called Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing and this is an absolutely beautiful book. I was actually given a beautiful um really ex- you know you can get the cheaper or the expensive version yes. of this book. I was given the lovely expensive version for my baptism actually as a gift. All right. Um so that's you know always remains special but so it's basically the Sermon on the Mount, and and the Sermon on the Mount, I mean, I'm glad that we're spending time with it this week the way we are because it's, you know, as I said, you know, Christ came to, to 
interpret the scriptures rightly where they'd just been so distorted by the the rabbis and mm-hmm. the Pharisees and everything and 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 the way that he brings out the beauty of the law the beauty of those guidelines it's the Sermon on the Mount has been called the Manifesto of the King, the Magna Carta of the Kingdom, you know. So it's it's essence of the teaching of Jesus presented to his disciples, you know, just can't be under undervalued. Um and it says here in the in the synopsis of the book, to those who heard it on the hill overlooking Galilee, it had an immediate impact. In some respects, it was rev- revolutionary, overturning accepted ideas, and that's what we've talked about. You yeah. know, he kind of came in with a a different um, a different take on how things were being were being looked at, and. Um, this synopsis says packs a powerful punch today, and I can say that I believe that that's that's the case too. It's written by Ellen White, and mm. she she takes the scriptures and then expands expounds on them, you know, to to make them easier to understand, easier to apply. And and Ellen White just has a beautiful style of writing. Mm. I, I think a oh, very very well known uh, Christian author. Um, and Tracy, that book can be. Um, in our uh, listeners' hands, free of charge, no obligation. Absolutely. They only need to send a text, yes? Send a text to what's the number, Nick? Th- the number is 0488-880-811. And with a code? Yeah, is SA13. And that then will mean that our little robot will respond to you, ask you all your little your, your questions about where we can send things to. So we've got your details there. So just the SA13 to the number again, Nick. Yeah, the number is 0488-880-811. SA stands for South Australia. Number 13, that book can be yours. Um, and uh, you should enjoy about that wonderful book. Go- uh, book. Now, Tracy, just uh, before we're talking, uh, we're talking about this book, uh, as you just shared, you know, how easily it is to be negative, to um, overreact, to um, speak out even those habits because of the upbringing or whatever it is, you know. Mm. Now, so it is about being overly judgmental sometimes, mm. yes? And Jesus, in uh, his Sermon on the Mount, warns, warns us, actually, against judging others. Yeah. What Matthew, would you like to share? Yeah, Matthew 7, 1 to 2. Uh, I'll, I'll just quote that. He says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured against you. So and it, this is really something... Um, uh, a little bit scary, mm. actually. It really makes you think twice about uh, how you're going to judge and react to other people. It's interesting that here it puts us in the picture, you know, yes. because it says, yes, uh, you know, I mean, we are reminded, you know, that uh, in the way uh, we judge others, mm. um, you know, we may think twice if we... If we look at ourselves, how people are judging us, you know. Um, all right. Uh, um, what should we expect? You know, uh, God will also not give us as much grace when it is time for us to be judged. What do you think? I mean, like, sure. uh, um, if we judge others, then how can we expect God to be merciful towards us? 
we have to take everything that, that the Bible tells us, mm. you know, and take that on board. And if you really take that on board, um, you know, you do think, mm. oh, gosh, I better be a bit careful here, you know. All right, so, all right. Okay, let's see. Um, but now, um, can we even know if we are judging fairly? As, um, you know, we humans have a tendency to always see ourselves in the right and other person in the wrong. That's that. That's the nature of a human being, you know, sinful nature, unfortunately. Yeah. What would you like to share on this one? Yeah, well, we're, we're told about our state, aren't we? In Jeremiah 17.9, it actually says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, yeah, as you said, Nick, you know, our natural state is for us to completely deceive ourselves. So we almost need, we can't trust ourselves. We need a standard outside ourselves. And and we know that that's the word because um, 2 Timothy 3.16, you know, we're told that the word is given for complete, for, for correction, improvement, uh, that, a, that a man may be complete. You know, so the word has to be our standard whenever we look to um, perhaps um, um, correct someone if if you like, mm. um, but if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to transform our hearts, we can even take the word and use it to criticize others wrongly. Right? Yes, yes. Um, but does it mean that we should never make a judgment on others? Is that uh, uh, what Jesus is telling us in uh, in the text you quote? No, no. You really need to look at. You know, we, we've said this before. You need to look at the entirety of the Bible on a subject. If you just read that on its own, you might be, you know, in, in a position of thinking, well, well no, I'm, I'm, I'm not to correct anybody. It's true that we have to look at ourselves and go, oh gosh, you know, am, am, am I right to be connect, correcting somebody? Take a look at me. But we're also, if you think about it, we're given the spirit of discernment as a gift from God. And, and just as, you know, you think about a situation, a real life situation where, um, we might judge that someone we love is about to make a wrong decision. Our love for them causes us to want to correct them. You know, so it's a lot about where it's coming from. A critical spirit is a perversion of the gift of discernment. You know, often those accused of having a critical spirit, they make valid points. It's just that they make those points in a really unpalatable manner, which actually doesn't make it easy for the person that they're wanting to correct to even take on board the counsel that they may have. Mm. You know, uh, we've got the, 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 the scripture that we quoted previously, Matthew 7, 1 to 2, about not judging. But if uh, we go on and look at what that scripture continues to say, it says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? And I think it's really interesting looking at that because the the, the brother's got the speck, the one who wants to criticize mm, is the one who's mm. got the plank, you know. So we need to be aware of how far short we ourselves are from perfection before we start pointing out imperfections in others. And it goes on to say, or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Mm. You know, you, you may actually be in a worse state 
than the person you think needs to be corrected. I mean, we all have uh, our little sins that are harder for us to get over, you know. Yes. One person might have complete victory in that area, uh, but they fall down in another area. And, and, and you might have a person who where they've they've got that victory there, they're then pointing the finger at, at the brother who hasn't yet got the victory in that area, but forgetting that, hey, he's, he's, he's really in a bad place in, a, in another area. And, and the, the scripture just continues on to give us the full picture. Hypocrite. Mm. First remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what's the instruction out of all this? Christians are to support each other on the path. They're supposed to be helping each other. But first, they must clean their own eyes before they can see the life of others clearly to know if the correction is warranted and it will be helpful at all. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Um, Tracy, um, I'm just looking at the clock now. And probably it's time to take a short break here. But just before I, uh, we do that, actually, I would like to answer to a few messages coming through. Also, thank you for those people uh, requesting our offer, uh, the free book. Um, um, I love it. They will love that. And the offer is on SA13. Uh, the title of the book is... Uh, is Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing. Beautiful book. But we have a few uh, messages coming through here. And I'm just trying maybe start with this one. Uh, uh, this is a bit of a comment first. Uh, he's that is a spiritual judge. No, it's saying he no. that is spiritual judges all things. Okay, okay, yes. The next one. Christians need to assess everything in the light of the kingdom of heaven. And that's true. That's true. Absolutely. Okay. Another one, it says, the Sermon on the Mount was a comfort to those who were mourning in Israel. That's true too, Mm. you know. Uh, But over these passages, these comments here from our listeners, what we can see that as Christians, we are not to um, turn okay. blind. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't think of the, <laughs> the word there. Yeah. But it's to, to be interested. But the, the manner yeah. you say it, I think it's very important. And let's, let's recognize this. We are all guilty mm. of uh, having that um, boiled spirit, if you like. Yeah. And even in the Bible, you, you may think of people like Peter, like... Uh, um, Thomas, like uh, or many others, John and James. Before God gets a hold of us mm. and starts doing the work, we've got these extremes of character, don't we? And the Holy Spirit needs to come in and really soften those rough edges for us. Uh, I think, yeah, we're saying discernment is very important. Mm. Oh, thank you for those messages. Yeah. And uh, please, again, uh, send us uh, messages and thoughts. And if you've been through a situation experiencing, you know, the um, critical spirit, you know, uh, probably you could share with us, even if you learn from yourself, you know, uh, David earlier, he said that he used to be very uh, critical, you know, and he find out that uh, people were not um, necessarily wanted to be around him. And he matured, he he testified on that, that he matured himself. And what a great uh, testimony. But right now, we are going to take a short break. This is Faith FM Drive Time, a big Q&A. Stay uh, Right here, we'll be back after this uh, short uh, song. 
Think about his love. Think about his goodness. Think about his love that brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's love. Think about His love, His love. Think about His goodness. Think about His love, His love that brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, great is the measure of our Father's love. How great is the measure Welcome back. Uh, this is Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A and this is Nick Krita. Our co-host today is uh, Tracy Papandreou. We are talking about uh, life without critical spirit. Is it possible? And um, Tracy, just uh, before this uh, beautiful song, uh, which talks about the love of God, mm. you know, we need to really look at God, at Jesus, not to look at each other, to justify ourselves. Uh, you pointed out before the break that, uh, you know, we can be hypocritical, you know, we can uh, be, you know, judgmental, uh, we can have that uh, spirit of criticism. So, uh, Tracy, before we correct others, We have to take a step back and look at ourselves and see whether our own eye is clean. As you, because you said mm. you better look at your own eye because uh, plank, plank there. there, yeah. Brothers uh, got a speck, yeah. But, but but how can I ensure my own eyes are clean? Mm, I think one of the big things is to consider the motive. That you have. Stop and reflect on the motive that you have that you're coming to your brother. I was once given this, these guidelines about whether you should um, speak up on something. And the person said to me, you should always think about this, Tracy. Mm. Is it necessary to say what you want to say? And will it be helpful to that person? So those are two little things which I'm slowly learning. Um, I tend to, by my nature, be quite an opinionated person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit and a couple of little guidelines, that's slowly beginning to help me along the way. I'm like everybody, very much under construction. I think also, too, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide because it's only when we're submitted to Christ and we're honest with ourselves, that our judgment will serve to edify rather than destroy other people. I think a big right. thing is thinking about, you know, why do you feel that you have to say this? And and if you can honestly look in your heart and say, because I'm worried about my brother, not 
hey, I've got mm. to show him how wrong he is, but it's about I'm worried. When that's coming from that point, when it's coming from a, a point of love, mm. you know, that's a big difference. Yes, I know, uh, as you just mentioned, um, I used to keep saying to myself and um, think twice before you say it once. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> That's a good one as well. And, uh, or, you know, uh, sometimes um, it's a good practice, actually, yes. if you want to say something, just uh, say it in your mind first, you know, a few times, and uh, then you'll see if you should say it or not. Not easy because of the um, temptation, because of the uh, provocation, Mm. You know, mm. and all those things. Uh, but uh, we have very good teachings here in um, in uh, in the Bible, Tracy. So, how uh, do we overcome uh, critical spirit? Well, the condition of our heart is critical. I think the, the the condition of the heart is is what will either grow a critical spirit or will grow a spirit and a heart, which which comes with the right motives. You know, a critical heart generally comes from a misunderstanding of God's grace. When we really understand how much grace we've been given ourselves, um, with the work of and the help of the Holy Spirit, we learn to give more grace to other people as well. You know, that misunderstanding of God's grace, that can either be due to pride or a simple lack of information about God's character and the meaning of salvation. In Luke 6.45, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. So the condition of our heart is a really important thing with overcoming a critical spirit. Then we we must uh, guard our um, hearts well absolutely mm. absolutely in in proverbs 42327 there's just so much good counsel in the bible this one says keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs issues of life so it's saying mm. the heart where the, uh, what the condition of the heart is where all of these problems come from it says put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. You know, Proverbs 4 is all about being able to be secure in wisdom, being yes. comfortable, knowing that you're working, walking forward in wisdom. The wisdom um, that comes from the word, it talks about giving attention to my words. In Proverbs 4, it continually says, Give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. So really take this on board, what um, what it has to say. And I, I'd like to actually just read a little bit more um, from there, Nick, if I sure. could, from Proverbs again, 4, 1 to 9. And so it says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. So by Listening and taking on board is how we can get understanding and wisdom. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom and in all your getting, 
get understanding. So we're getting understanding through God's word. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. This is the law. Mm. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So, you know, the, the word is telling us that really, you know, we can keep our heart via paying attention to what the counsel in, in the Bible has to say. We need to be intentional about that. Mm. When you say uh, we need to keep our heart, you know, I mean, what do you mean? Uh, it, it, he is talking about our mind, is it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually question why the Bible calls it the heart when you know the way things work. We 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 can know it's talking about the 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 brain, the mind. Instead, I actually did a little bit of research on on this, and um, um, there was a, a paper that was written. It says in the Bible, the heart is considered the seat of life or strength. Hence, hence it means mind, soul, spirit, or one's entire emotional nature and understanding maybe they were trying to kind of bring the the sense of all of those things together by using the heart rather than the mind the heart also is the primary source of such bad behavior as adultery hatred lust mischief pride and rebellion as well as such neutral or good behavior as desire doubt fear gladness love obedience and sorrow the heart is the organ that is said to have the ability to reason question meditate motivate and think all of these mental processes in today's world are normally associated with one's mind or brain and not the heart but mm. yeah i guess they were just trying to to bring that together um you know that wholeness of the whole person um the mind is where good or evil all begins. After all, let's look back at how Lucifer transformed to become Satan. He ruminated on the idea that he was getting a raw deal, and mm-hmm. that's where it all began from. In Isaiah fourteen thirteen, we 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 hear about you know what he was ruminating on, and he's, and and. Um, it says, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. On the farthest side of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So this thinking on I've got a raw deal, I'm really better than this, this fueled his actions in bringing about rebellion yes. in, in heaven. And in Romans twelve two. It also says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, yes, Nick, this is another example where we're being told to keep our heart or, if you like, our mind, allow ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Philippians 4, 8 also has some really good counsel for those people who have a tendency towards mm-hmm, glass mm-hmm. half empty. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Absolutely. So we have to be... You know, intentional and careful about what we concentrate on and focus on. Oh, th- so it's really a matter of uh, what we focus on. 
um, right in order to keep a critical spirit from having a place in our heart and mind. Mm, rather mm. than focusing on what's missing, we need to focus on things that are both helpful to us and others. Now, um, David pointed out, you know, we're not to ignore falsehoods, injustice, etc. Um, we're just not supposed to focus on. On it, you know, there are times mm-hmm. when we do need to, to, you know, somebody may end up be in danger. There may be a need to immediately, you know, bring about and 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 bring that correction. And and we are going to come to a message which we received from one of our listeners also in in regard of that just a little bit um, uh, later, mm. in a few minutes. But yeah, you're right. Keep going. Yeah, I mean Ephesians four again talks about unity. In Ephesians four fifteen, it says, "Speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things into Him who is the head." Christ. So it's all about our motive. Come with love. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. Mm -hmm. Is this going to be helpful? Is this going to edify the other person? That it may impart grace to the hearers. You know, also too, one thing we have to be really careful of, a critical spirit destroys our witness to non-believers. You know, we mm. know from that text we dealt with last week that it's how we love each other that the non-believers will believe that that we've been with Christ. Mm. And if, if we've got critical spirits, that's hard to see. Yep. And Galatians 6.1 is another one that I wanted to bring out. It says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, that's important, mm-hmm. Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So this is saying you are to help your brother who you may see he's, he's trespassing, he's, he's going off the path, but you're to do it, first of all, you know, it, it really should only come from a person who is spiritual themselves, so the spirit is leading, and it needs to be done with a spirit of gentleness mm. about trying to restore that person. That, that's very interesting because, uh, I mean, quickly, uh, we need to move on um, because we haven't got that much time left and we want to kind of bring it all together. But comes in my mind a, a story of uh, a prophet in the Old Testament, Elijah, when, uh, you know, God was revealing himself to, to him when he was running away from um, Jezebel. And, you know, uh, it's interesting that the Bible portrays that there was a thundering and uh, earthquake and fire and noise and says God was not in that. Now, we may be, be like that, thundering, you know, firing and so on and so forth. But it says later on that it was a very gentle, uh, uh, how he says in the world, gentle, um, um, like a wind, like a breeze, mm. Mm. and God was in there. Mm. Now, what that means, because uh, when we need to say something uh, to somebody, we, we we should say it, actually. We should not uh, avoid, uh, and I'll come back to that uh, message coming from one of our listeners just in a moment. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, what would you say, what God wants us uh, to do, uh, I mean, to speak gently, uh, to help those people who are in need of uh, of a change? Yeah, well, as I said before, you know, it's about um, coming to a person with love. Um, we're called on to be able to 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 judge when somebody is straying from living the way that God would wish them to live, and to seek to gently 
help them. I mean, we've got um, something, a good example of this where it's very clear in Matthew eighteen fifteen to 17. It says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth or two of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Mm. So that makes it very clear that... that, that um, those who are in Christ have a role to support each each other, knowing that they also might fall down at some point in time and need a brother to to you know help say hey you know I think you might be straying straying here, but we need to have the right heart you know because people people can't hear when we come at them yeah. with 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 the the wrong spirit. Um, you know, and and also too, we need to flip that around. We also need to have a right spirit that when somebody is coming to us to try and help us where they see we might be strong, when they're coming with the right spirit, when they're coming in love, we also need to have the right heart with yeah. with with that. So, um, you know, I've had that happen myself once at a Sabbath lunch. There were a few too many cakes on the table and mm. I was partaking too much and I was known for being fairly healthy normally and somebody came to me and said, I can't believe, Tracy, that you're eating that. Mm. And I said to him, thank you, I needed to hear that. Mm. You know, where mm. I could have thought, who are you? Mm. I can do what I want. Mm. But, you know, um, you need to also have have the other side of it. Right as well. Um, it's about being able to help a friend to be able to understand where they're going with yeah, that. Yeah, and and as you just said, you know, before we are seeking to correct uh, others, you know, we need to look at ourselves um, because we don't uh, know the thoughts and intentions, you know, of others. Sometimes we can actually be critical and we can kind of think, oh, look at what they're doing. But, yeah. we, but we, you know, they might be doing the wrong thing, but they might have come at it with a good heart. Yeah. You know, they might have, and, and, and that needs to be looked into it as well. We need to remember that golden rule, Matthew seventeen twelve. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the yeah. prophets. So it's basically saying, you know, the big message of the Bible is to treat people the way that you want them to treat you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, um, I was mentioning that I want to take this um, text, and uh, Gwen is saying, hello, Tracy and Nick. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your uh, greetings there. Um, I mean, she's asking, what's the reason of us talking about um, the critics? Spirit, and she's sharing with us something there that uh, some time ago I, w- I, w- I will always be thankful um, to a very upright Christian man decades ago, um, one who did not tolerate injustice to women and children. But I also learned much from him of always meeting another for oneself. Of never going on the heresy. The hearsay. Uh, hearsay, okay. Mm. Um, struggling to read <laughs> from the screen there. Uh, of, it's on my side. Do you want yeah, me to yeah, read? Yeah, you, you it? go it ahead with the rest of it, yes. Closer to me. Mm-hmm. Going on the hearsay of another, and I learned how to be as a friend to those in need and those who um, be responsible for what is not walking in 
Jesus's love. Mm. Not sure what to make of drive time tonight. I can only hope some SMS have not been interrupted. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hoping, Gwen, that that we're actually trying to what we are trying to bring out. And I, I hope you'll um, be able to to get this from what we're saying. Is there is a there is a point to to speak up. There truly is, but we need to re- remember the, the heart with which we're coming to 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 bring that correction. And we are called, actually, as Christians, yes. to always uh, point uh, out the uh, injustices. injustices and yes. the sin yes. and everything else. You know, yes. we are not to tolerate that. Yes. Uh, we are not talking about that. That we no. should, uh, uh, you know, be close our uh, eyes and just be. Oh yeah. well, I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. Yeah. So no, no, no. Now we should actually. Uh, and uh, the Bible encourages us to go to each other, you know, and tell each other uh, about the wrongdoings. Uh, but with the heart, with the love for the person that they can be changed, not to be destroyed. Because you can easily destroy another person by saying things in the wrong way. I know, um, you know, uh, there are things when um, I come across with people just hunting, hunting mistakes all the time, just hunting That's mistakes. That's a critical spirit. It yes. is a critical spirit. Yes. And then what you do uh you run out of patience. You run. Uh, I remember somebody years ago said to me, um, a good Christian, you know, said, "Man, I was so provoked sometimes that I said to the other counterpart, you know, I know, I know this is not Christ-like, but said, uh, man, do you want me to put my uh, Christian uh, faith for five minutes away, you know? And <laughs> you know, we we can be tempted. That's why we need to be careful in uh, how we say it, when we say it, and." Uh, with the what intention. And that's why I also offered up both sides. You know, you also have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you with your heart so that if somebody comes to you with correction and they come in the right spirit, they do come with love, mm-hmm. that we don't immediately just, you know, be offended um, because, you know, they could be really in the right and wanting to, in, in love, wanting to help us to get back on the path. Absolutely. Now, uh, again, I, I like to really um, uh, put this ad again for that beautiful book which we have today, for a free offer, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing. Um, that will also, in your own time, you know, you can uh, learn a little bit more and uh, understand what we were also trying to talk about here today. You just need to send an SMS um, to us uh, on SA13. That's the code for this free offer. And uh, we'll make sure that comes into your hands. Uh, Tracy, very quickly, time is almost gone. Uh, how can you summarize it um, uh, in few thoughts? Yeah, so just some quick guidelines pray for grace you know we need to have grace when we deal with each other Uh, we need to be intentional about what we focus on we need to practice gratefulness so that we're focusing on the positive the 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 amazing blessings that are in our lives as opposed to focusing on what we may see as as lack or want you know we need to regularly and i suggest at least weekly intentionally think on god's grace to you about Mm. you know what what you know, has been brought to you. We need to be a bit careful about the media that we take in as well, what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're listening, that it's bringing out positivity, uh, gratefulness rather than a spirit of um, what I don't have. You know, also have to think about, you know, Facebook, what, 
you know, all of those kinds of things, people um, comparing themselves. We need to be really careful about all that. Obviously, reading the Word because the Word is the standard by which we need to look at whether you know, there, there is a need for correction or not. It helps us to understand how far we are from imperfection and, and it helps us to focus on that big plank that's in our own eyes. We need to submit to God mm. as well. And remember, you've got the gift of the Holy Spirit to draw on. The Holy Spirit's role is to guide and God wants to sanctify you through the work mm. of the Holy Spirit. Just one last uh, scripture, 2 Thessalonians 2.13 but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, thank you for that. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we cannot take too many uh, other messages uh, today, but thank you for sending the messages. I just need to say goodbye uh, today. Time is running out from us, but um, please join us again next time when we are going to um, finalize with these um, three chapters uh, from Matthew chapter 5, uh, 6, and 7. Until then, uh, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk uh, in the footsteps of Jesus. I am dwelling on a mountain where the golden sunlight gleams in a land whose wondrous beauty far exceeds my fondest dreams. Is not this the land of Beulah? Blessed, blessed land of light Where the flowers bloom forever And the sun is always bright I am drinking at the fountain For life's treasures Nor adorning rich and gay For I've found